This is 8-Bit, episode 36, Chainmail Chastity Belt, on Saturday, May 11th, 2013, and now, the lug nuts aren't moving. This episode is hosted by Ian Buck, with guests Ryan Ramperset and Matthew Patrick. So I've decided that uh, cars are way more trouble than they're worth. Wait, cars? Cars. Wait, you have a car? I have a car. Yes, my parents gave me the old 1996 Ford Escort uh, that's white. Hmm. Least interesting car ever for my birthday, right? And I was all, you know, excited because, you know, hey, I have a car. I I mean, that makes sense. Whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't have to, to worry about getting a ticket for the uh, bus on weekends to get oh, you know, to and from the city. You said you know. ticket. Yeah, yeah. Different kind of ticket. So, it sounds like a fun car. It's Yeah, it's it. I mean, I've kind of had a love-hate relationship with this car for a few years now because it's the only one that I've been able to drive because the other one has a stick shift and the other, other one is a big giant van and I'm not allowed to drive the big giant van why not uh well my parents weren't comfortable with me driving a big giant van around except oh. that they let me do that this morning anyway all of that aside so i'm packing up to to go home after the semester's over and everything you know it's finals week and i'm like all right let's go out and get the car it has a flat tire mm. oh. oh boy okay you know, call up my parents, like, hey guys, like, uh, the car's a flat tire, I'll probably have to get it replaced, and, you know, and they're like, oh, well, you know, that's probably gonna be kind of expensive. Here, we'll just, we'll just buy one here in the cities, and we'll drive up with it, um, that and, could be easier. And, and, you know, switch it out and everything, mm-hmm. and, um, and, you know, we'll also bring up the second car so that we can fit more stuff and, you know, right. bring all your stuff home. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I'm like, alright, that's, you know, cool. My dad starts coming up on yes, uh, yesterday, on Friday, right? And he's all on schedule to get, you know, up in Morris by like, you know, four o'clock or so, right? Mm-hmm. Turns out their 94 was like closed in several places and it was basically a standstill. So my dad got to Morris more like six o'clock, six thirty. And, oh. uh, and so of course, you know, the, the in town, uh mechanic closed none of the other ones around the area are like answering their phones finally a friend of mine like we went on this great internet hunt to try and find a mechanic that was still open anywhere near morris mm-hmm. and we finally find one in alexandria wow um which uh i don't know how many miles that is away but it's it's a significant difference. yeah um and so so you know we go out there and we we change out the tire for the spare one by the way, so rusty. So the lug nuts like aren't moving, aren't moving. We have to. We had. We looked up on the internet which direction you're supposed to do them in because you're, you're supposed to turn them in because we weren't sure if we were actually turning them in the right direction. Um, and so like we're we're like standing on the the tire iron, like stomping on it, jumping on it, hurting our feet through our shoes, trying to get these things loose. And finally, you know, they come loose, and we get all the lug nuts off. It's all good. We start pulling on the tire. Shouldn't this thing, like, just come off now? Like, Mm-mm. shouldn't it just, like, be easy now? No, apparently not, because the entire, that entire part of the car is rust. So it's rusted together, and my friend does a huge stupid thing that he definitely shouldn't have done. He goes under the car and pushes on it with his feet feet from the other side while i'm pulling the tire luckily you know it didn't slide off of the jack and crush him to death or anything um but yeah so we finally got that changed out 
And then when my dad got, dad got there, you know, we loaded everything up and we drove all the way out to Alexandria going like 40 miles an hour. Um, I had this huge trail of cars behind me. It was awesome. And I, I just looked in my rearview mirror and I'm like, suckers. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, we got that switched out. Then, then as we're, we're switching out, um, the, the spare tire for the new tire, right? Uh, one of the lug nuts breaks off the, the screw part, whatever that's called, that you, that we're screwing it onto. Just breaks right off. And my dad and I look at each other and we're like, let's just go home. Let's just, let's just hope that it doesn't break apart in the 300 miles that it takes to get to St. Paul. And we'll just go. And it didn't break and it hasn't broken yet. Yeah. So, that's yeah, great. Exactly. Um, but yeah, uh, mm-hmm. cars. Yeah, I know, uh, cars. They're cost, they cost too much. Yeah. But his is, you, you could get a discount on his. I could, but I mean, then I would still have to pay for gas, and then, I mean, chances are it's in shitty condition. And it would probably run you over the road, yeah, off exactly. the road. Yeah. It's in pretty good shape now. Sure it right. is. Yeah, sure. Until something else breaks. Mm-hmm. Which is the way that mine is. I mean, it's, yeah. it's all good, except for when something else breaks. Right. Yep. Ten bucks there, twenty there. Sure. Five hundred everywhere. Yeah, never, never it's going to be that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, you got it. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't have the show notes open. Yeah, well, when you get there, let me know. Right. Yeah, I don't know what you're doing. What are you doing? I'm opening the show notes. Okay. See, I just type it in into the URL bar, and it knows what 8-bit number 36 is. Well, it's good, because I've been there. Yep. Exactly. I knew that you had been there. Hi, put the Audacity window on the leftmost monitor so Matt and I can see. Man, that Uh, is really good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Hey! At least I know my lefts from rights. Better than this guy. Right. Left. I mean, correct. (laughs) Ah! I mean, okay, so if somebody does this, no, 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 if somebody does this to you while they're walking, what what direction is this? Left. Depends on which direction I'm pointing. Okay, cool. So we're both walking down the street. Are you both walking in the same direction? Yeah, yes, we're, we're walking each other. side by side. Okay. And there's, we come to an intersection. We come to the corner of Newell Park. I want to go Makes left sense. to sk- skirt the outside of the park. Sure. And so I go left, and I say left, and I go like this, and he's like, I don't know what direction that is. And this is he ambiguous. You couldn't give any any more directions. <laughs> if it had than just that. been one arm, I would have been okay. What? <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. That's fine. Alrighty. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> welcome to Ape It, everybody. Uh, your favorite video game show. I uh, I am your host Ian Buck, and I have a couple of guests. Hi. Who are named? I am Ryan, the host of At the Nexus. And I'm Matthew Petchel, the quack of the Nexus. Uh, More or less. And Ian Decker is not here with us today because he's at some music thing or other, as he always know, want to do. Yeah, he does that a lot. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. I mean, I was about to say it's too bad, but, you know, it's, it's it really is good for him that he... Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's, you know, it's it's he finds it fun, which is amazing. And, I, I mean, in the future, it'll probably be profitable or something. Probably. Probably. Yeah. But podcasting is more profitable. Right. Sure it is. Just ask our sponsors. Beep. Yep. Those were our sponsors. Yeah. I'll edit them in. Right. Um, 
Oh, that's depressing. We don't have any listener feedback. Oh, I'm at sure. all. Oh, right, because Andrew was on last weekend. That makes sense. <laughs> and uh, oh, didn't he send some feedback? Actually, though, is it too early for feedback? No, he he did, and then he said, "Don't put this in the show oh, yeah. because it's it, not real yet. It, it doesn't matter. No, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I know uh, how that is. So I guess we'll just move on into uh, headlines. Okay, yeah. sounds good. Uh, so. Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon, which we uh, we highly recommend that everybody go and buy right now. That includes you, Ryan, right now. Oh, and, do, I need, do I need the original Far Cry 3? No, you do not. It oh, is well, a standalone stand $15. Wow. Do I have to expansion. be skilled at gaming? Um, I'm sure there's an easy mode. Okay, I might not do it then. Because the last time I, I followed a stupid recommendation of it yours, reminds me I of almost... Point took my Nexus 7 and bashed it against the wall and then bashed that wall against the wall outside and threw it into the alley. Well, you know, you complain about your Nexus 7 anyway, so I don't see how that's any different than normal. It's true. It actually might function better as a wall-bashing material tool. It won't. I guarantee you. (laughs) Well, it functions well as um, pants cushioning material. So that was who you were using no, it, it, it as. No, it was, I, no, I was using it as, um, cheek protection. Like, in case I step, step, um, <laughs> like if I sit on a nail or a tack or something sharp, um, I'd get my cheeks plated. Right, but that's, that's good. Thick glass and stuff. If you were a cat, you would, never mind. <laughs> so, uh, so Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon might turn into a franchise because apparently it sold five times more copies than they were expecting. Very impressive. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm not that surprised because, seriously, it's a really good deal. Like, $15 for, um, like, pretty much just as many hours of gameplay as mm-hmm. you spend dollars on it, which is incredible for a video game. Right, definitely. That's well, much longer than Journey. Yeah. Yeah. What was that with, like, four, 45? Four, four hours. What? What? We got through it in, like, 45 minutes. Well, you've cheated. You kept going through the portals. What are you talking about? Journey? Yeah? Yeah. Portals? So, mm-hmm. Like, the the part that brings you to the next level? No. You didn't start from the beginning. You went from the beginning, right here. This is the end of the game. This is the beginning. You went to the portal, right here, and there's a world selecting tool, right here. Because I had played before, you found it. You're not supposed to find it. No, 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 no. I'm talking about when I watch somebody play oh, it for well. the first time after completing if you know after, how, If you know uh, how to play. purchase. Yeah, we we. You she didn't went finish the game. Forty-five minutes. Yeah, she didn't do it right. Yeah, she she didn't did. stop and look at the mirages. No, yeah, if well, if she did. didn't find the flower, doesn't count. Flower. Oh crap. <laughs> okay, cool. I need to go and play the game. Okay. Hey, do you remember the uh, PS4 share button? We talked about it a few weeks ago, and by we, I mean Ian Buck. Uh, and by a few weeks, you mean probably like back when they announced it in like February, March, March, whatever. Whatever. Those are pretty close together. I agree. A few weeks ago then. Well, apparently developers will be able to turn it off selectively if they want to. So uh, if you were fighting an epic boss, you might not want to share. Or the developers might not want that to be shared. Which is, I think, stupid because, you know, people are going to see it anywhere on YouTube. So it doesn't really matter. Yep. Um, like people see PS3 game footage online All the already, time, you yeah. know. But I, you know, in some ways, I think it doesn't really matter that they're blocking it selectively because people who do let's plays or you know game recordings for a living they're going to just record it through hdmi onto their computer anyway yeah and it'll be higher quality and it won't matter it's fine Mm -hmm. wait i wait are you saying that the share button won't be at like full 1080 everything that it's got uh it won't be as good as going from the console to something to record it and then to a screen i suppose it'll be compressed probably for online use beforehand 
like so then you can't edit it as nicely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's been a few years since The Sim 3's launch, so it shouldn't come as a surprise that EA just announced that Sims 4 will be a 2014 title. You know, honestly, I was legitimately surprised. Wow. You know why? I thought they should be so. They would have been so scared after that uh, SimCity uh, launch failure. Well, that, no, see, so they've actually gone out of their way to say, you can play Sims 4 <laughs> yeah. offline. I know. Don't worry, everybody. Well, it's very important. You know, you know, it, it, if they hadn't done that, they would have um, been. Uh, Ripped apart more. Yeah. Smelly. Okay. What? Nope. You said smelly. I think I need lubricant. Lubrication. Yeah, there, 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 there could be um an entity walking around the premises. One that probably has a similar genetic makeup to me. Entity. Yes. Is um. Are these football signals? Just put a marker in. I'll put deal with it later. In. Okay. Okay. <sighs> kids, just control M. So, Plants vs Zombies Two: It's About Time is coming out in July, which is a little bit closer than 2014, I think. Wait, that's the name? Yeah, that's the name of the like. It's like Plants vs Zombies Two. Wait, and, so and, two doesn't exist already? And it's a it's about time that it exists. I guess. Why? Who? Why? It's EA. Oh, can you? Can I play it offline? Kind of a joke. Well, you know, the, the, we'll have to figure that one out. Well, speaking of EA, uh, EA has somehow managed to get the rights to publish all of the new Star Wars games, and apparently they will be uh, aimed at core gamers. Wink, wink. For an unknown number of years. Wink, wink. Pretty much forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently they'll be developed by something called the Dice, something called something else, and a Bioware. A visceral? Oh, is that what that is word that is? Visceral? Uh, yeah. yeah. I thought that was cereal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, the, um, Disney is retaining the rights to the casual games, so like Lego. Yeah. I guess. And, well, it, it's, and I would assume like social kinds of aimed games. It's kind of interesting that they're making that kind of a distinction. Uh, well, it makes sense because, I mean, it's playing to the strengths of both of them. Yeah, I know, but it's interesting that they even bothered, like, why not to do it in a partnership? Like, hey, EA, come and do this with Sony. I mean, Disney. Whatever. Right. And an E. They're both the same. Aren't they? I think they end in a Y. Whatever. Sony. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So Valve's session with uh, Biometrics has resulted in a version of Portal that can be controlled with your eyes. In a version of Left 4 Dead that alters time requirements according to how much you're sweating. Mm. That's just really creepy. <laughs> That's too mm. creepy for me. I'm Quite. not impressed. You're not? Really? No. 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 Just wait until it's in your living room. Purchased but never played. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like Guild Wars. So Bethesda has announced Wolfenstein The New Order coming to PC, PS3, Xbox 360, and next-gen consoles. It'll be coming coming out sometime between October 1st and December 31st, and uh, it has something to do with, like, Nazi robots or something. Sounds fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think there are guns in it. Well, I think that happens when there are Nazis, right? Well, I mean, that's yeah. kind of a given, And right? robots. Well, not necessarily. I mean, you can have kind robots. And in Wolfenstein. Well, that's probably the more overarching theme. Well, there's something unfortunate going over at Ubisoft. I have literally no idea what it is, but I'll tell you anyway. Uh, Patrice? Yeah, I think that's his name. Desilets? No. It's, it's French, so uh, you can butcher it as much as you want. You know, 
so this is a guy who used to work at Montresoft you all Montresoft, Ubisoft Montreal, and then went to work at THQ Montreal only to have Ubisoft acquire THQ when THQ exploded. Isn't that a good story? Well, he's been fired. Does anyone know why? You know, actually, I read the story this week, and I dismissed it as pointless. He uh, claims that, that it was baseless and uh, that he was just kind of given this termination note and then um, escorted out of the building by a couple of security guards, and he wasn't allowed to, like, say goodbye or collect his possessions or anything. So what did he do when he was at either of the companies? Uh, he was one of the creative directors on the original Assassin's Creed, I think, and maybe Assassin's Creed 2 or something, um, and then... Uh, at THQ, I'm not sure what he was working on. Hmm. It's interesting. Yep. But he's he's kind of a higher up, you know. In the, the well, development. he was. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, Gene Francisco Bolvis has also Whoa. been fired. Which sucks. <laughs> I'm so glad that you got that one, too. <laughs> I, Why does it suck? We'll just... We'll just no? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, he he's he's in the same exact same boat as oh, Patrice. Okay. There, you know, he was one of the producers, or something. Double yeah. boat. Yeah. So the latest humble bundle is everything double fine. Psychonauts, Costume Quest, and Stacking are the standard pay what you want games. Brutal Legend is unlocked when you pay more than the average, and Broken Age, which is uh, you know used to be known as the double fine adventure, pre order is thirty five dollars. So seriously, you should go buy it now. You know, you said that the last time. For a humble bundle? Yeah. Uh, well, no, no, no. There was another humble bundle in between that I well, didn't you to buy. Well, whatever. Good, because I wouldn't have then either. Mm-hmm. Just so you know, disclosure, I don't like them. Uh, what the the games that you got, or mm-hmm. the humble bundle in general, or because I mean, it's a it's an amazing all of them. It's it's an amazing mm-hmm. uh, uh system. No, not impressed. Policy didn't work out. Okay. I'm very bitter. You know who else should be bitter? EA. They have uh decided to stop paying for the right to use real guns and and you know from what i've heard is they're citing the reason that they're so bitter is that books can talk about guns and they don't have to pay so Mm -hmm. he is going to do the same thing because we're artists hey you know i think it's fair enough yeah i mean what's the point i mean books can use microsoft's name as long as they can just say it like that says allegedly fictional things but you know books can't say space marines or other copyrighted things what Space Marines is copyrighted? Yeah. By Warhammer? I don't know who copyrighted it, but you can't well, mention it in a book. Because... It'll be pulled from Amazon's Kindle services. Because there are literally lots of Space Marines in, in Warhammer I thought 40K. you were going to say in space. <laughs> that too. Well, I mean, you know, well, it depends. Yeah, well, speaking of space, so EVE Online recently turned 10, which is really cool. Isn't this the game that had all those spaceship battles? Yes. Okay. And there's another one coming up. Oh, great. Yeah, it's okay. wonderful. Yeah, so people have been celebrating all over the world. Um, so there's been official events, and there's been some really cool player-driven ones. Um, and one of these player-driven ones was a flight of a thousand uh, rifters. So like three thousand people, and the game's smallest little ships attempted to take down one of their super carriers, which is the biggest ship. So everybody tried to kill. So one so it's thing. like when we play Eclipse, it was like Sam versus you. Oh yeah, when he was fighting my star bases with uh, his little uh, yeah dice. Yeah yeah yeah. So, so Sam has a history of rolling whatever is opposite of what one should roll in that situation. <laughs> like, and it, it's cross nights. Like, it's not just he's haunted some nights. Lubrication. Yeah. You know, you're, you, you know, know, in that context, that just sounds terrible. What? That you're just yelling lubrication after it crossed so, so for several <laughs> nights because our listeners don't really know what you're talking about. 
Eclipse. This is the best lubrication. <laughs> okay. Well, there's lots of lubrication going around. Today. Uh, I don't even know. I like it. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So Sony is uh, temporarily waiving the PlayStation Mobile publisher licensing fee for independent developers. So this is only for this summer. And uh, it previously would cost, you know, $100 for them to get their games on the, on the store. And this would be for the and, Vita, presumably? Uh, yeah, Vita, and then also their, their like, mobile phones um, oh, store thing, because they, they have... That run Android. Yes, they, they have kind of an Amazon store, mm-hmm. app store kind of yeah, thing going. Yeah, I, I know how that is. Yeah. That's great, I guess. Wow, $100. Woohoo. Yeah. I mean, seriously, to make a game, you need to have a computer, and the computer that you need for it needs to be able to compile things well, really fast. If you're Chris Thompson, you need about $2,500 to make a game. Well, right. So you need a computer that can compile, and that would cost about $1,000, and then you need some money to eat, and then Presumably, you're good. Presumably, if you want to make bucks, a video game, you already a have a, a computer that can compile. I wouldn't make that assumption. It's very dangerous. All right. Especially when you're making it for a mobile platform, like a Vita or a phone thing. Hey, Minecraft. Have you heard about that? I play it. Yeah, you have a occasionally. server. I don't know why. Well, you know, I, I I hear you want to play in your new Oculus Rift that you have under the desk there. Well, you can now. What if I had one right here? I don't know. What if you did? What if it wasn't on under the desk? What if it was in your pants? Well, then my penis would be very happy with the visuals it was getting right now. Well, I'm glad. Well, apparently Minecraft will be supported. Have they started coming out with porn for the Oculus Rift yet? You know, but what what would that what would the benefit of that be? 3D. Uh, immersive, but, fully immersive. Oh, but it's not man. that. It's not that immersive. No, that's, no, no, no. It won't give you a hand job yet. Well, that's what I was thinking. Like it's not uh, touchy feely. No. Right. That's uh, what, that's what cats are for. What? It was sitting on my lap, I know vibrating. What it was, that was a male cat. <laughs> I definitely don't want your cat to give me a blowjob. That would hurt. <laughs> Fangs. Well, apparently, when you play Minecraft on the Oculus Rift, the sense of scale is allegedly amazing Mm -hmm. now but i heard you tried it on some 3d platform yeah so i have the uh, 3d monitor and i you know was convinced that there had to be a way to get stereoscopic 3d working absolutely on minecraft well i mean if they can get an oculus rift working that's basically the same as stereoscopic 3d except like spanned across two different screens literally Mm -hmm. um and so, so i went and looked around and i found a a little mod thing that uh you know would fiddle with the display things and make it work basically right and uh and so i went and and got that running and um it looks pretty cool when you're standing still but as soon as you start moving um all of the objects that are moving like move at different slightly different speeds for your left eye and your Mm. right eye and it hurts so do you think that's a problem with the driver or the compatibility with the driver in Minecraft it's, or just Minecraft? It's well. a known issue. Uh, sounds like Minecraft. That they, that like the modder has been talking about. And like, I, apparently there's not really much that he can do about it. So they probably have to build it in at a lower level. Yeah. When are they going to recode that thing? I hope soon, but I doubt it. Well, I mean, it's not like they don't have the cash. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, they could, they could do it if they wanted to. It's true. You know, it's just some C. Huh. <laughs> I hear there's a new compiler for that. Yeah, you know, there is a new compiler. It's not a compiler for C++. It's right, a compiler that uses... Into C++, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. I'll tell you later. Yeah. Another one or before. Oh, oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, so another game bites the dust. Uh, Half-Life 2 will receive official support for the Oculus Rift. Why is that bites the dust? I don't understand. I don't know either. Oh, because it, it. it has to do with the previous one, and I just wrote it in like that. Yeah, I know, but okay. See, this guy can't do uh, ad-lib. No, Dusty. that's okay. That's why I write it in, because Ian oh, can't do ad-lib either, because I know, Ian from... doesn't read the article. You know, I don't read all of these either, but I know enough of them that I don't right. read. Yeah, okay. I do podcasts for a living. So, Sony has actually made a net profit for the first time in five years. Oh, my gosh. Unfortunately, it doesn't sound like it had anything to do with their games. No, no, it had literally nothing to do. And not with their TV division either. It, it There was a growth in uh, mobile. And what, what else was the growth in? I don't know. I didn't read oh. far. I, I just read it didn't have to do with games, and I was like, okay. I'm oh, done. well, okay. So, what do you think about the um, likelihood of this ever happening again? Um, Them having a net gain? Or... Yes. Well... Net gain. Net gain. (laughs) (laughs) Good work. I don't know if I did that consciously. That was good. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Well, so so they claim Sony claims that. Wait, is this a is this the one that's coming up? Yeah, this is one that's coming up later. But I'll talk about it now. So Sony claims that they are that they're not going to have like major losses due to the PS4 um, launch the way that they did due to the PS3 launch. Mm -hmm. And I feel really bad. Why do you feel bad? Because they said it out loud. Now that they've said it out loud, it's like, oh no! You've said a lot of things out loud. Do you feel bad? Well, but I haven't said things that are like self-fulfilling, I mean, not self-fulfilling prophecies, but, you know, things that, like, are going to be very bad for me if they don't come true. Well, I see, I I think it's, Sony's in an interesting position, so they don't have to do all this extra stuff for the PS3 anymore to make it work now. It's just a computer, and it just runs things they put on it. Sure. And so, more people will buy it this time, and... It'll actually not suck. Are you talking about the PS4 or the PS3? Whatever. Okay. The good. newer one. Okay, okay. Three, four, the numbers no longer matter. Last week I said I had a PS5 and I lied. Right. Numbers. But if you don't know it better, is it really lying? Yes. Oh, okay. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, but what do you think, uh, other than the PS4 in the next generation here going forward, what else can make the money money? Make Sony money? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, let's see, they have, uh, some pretty nice laptops that they come out with. But and... would they, does that sell in any meaningful volume? Um, you know, you don't really see Vios around about much anymore, do you? I, I don't see any laptops these days. Because you stay here? Well, well, no, I mean... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> darn. Um, they have some phones or something, I think, but, mm-hmm. you know, you never see those around either. No, it's no. Like, you know... I mean, I hear great things about them by reviewers, but mm-hmm. normal people don't buy that. Don't they have terrible software on them? Don't they do terrible um, skin things? They do, but they play games. Right. Like your, the PlayStation Mobile thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the Xperia. Because that's a huge priority. Apparently. I mean, why not just converge with the uh, Vita? Right. Mm-hmm. Because it's too big to fit in my pocket. Well. Even though I, you know, have this lovely... Seven inches. Giant seven inches. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I don't. What were we talking about? Uh, you talked about uh, right, Sony. Sony yes. Hey, but did you know that uh, we have a video for you? Because a fan-made Bioshock film. It's a short, but it's coming soon. And here's a trailer. But good luck buffering that. And it's fine. 1959. My brother and I have completed our journey to the city of Rapture. We can create beautiful things in this city. Charles remains skeptical. 
This could just be the inspiration that Charles needs. Mr. Tippett. What if I was to tell you, your hands could be your tools instead? Sacrifice your artistic integrity just this once, and I promise the city will reward you for it. I'm here now, aren't I? Introducing plasmids. Be faster, stronger, whatever you like. Are you ready? Empires rise and fall. Oceans swell and then wither away into deserts. Men die and their descendants forget them. But art... Art endures through time. See, I don't, I don't, I don't know anything about Bioshock, so I don't know what was going on there. Um, yeah, basically, big fangasm. Awesome. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Not really. Yeah. Well, Total War: Rome Two has finally gotten a release date, which is September third. Um, just so you know, it's available on for pre-order on uh, the Spyware Network or Steam. It's also available for pre-orders other places, I think. Yeah. Well, then, in other words, don't don't purchase on the Spyware Network. But it'll probably be cheaper. No, it probably won't be because it's a pre-order. Well, and 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 you get spyware. Right. I mean, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Chris Thompson's game, The Life of Wars, has begun its Kickstarter. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Ian, our other uh, host man guy, host is man. going to be composing some uh, awesome music for it, and he's also going to help write the story. That's really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd like to uh, hear his music for it. Well, it hasn't been created. I know. Yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, did did we have any information on how he's creating this music, or is it just uh, well, magic? He need well. Part of the uh, Kickstarter money is going to buying software for Ian to be able to compose mm. music in a legit way. Apparently. Legit, yes, mm. it's too legit to quit or something like that. No, is that, that, is that what the kids say these days? No, I'm pretty sure nobody knows what a quittle is. <laughs> All righty. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know Sony again. We kind of talked about this, but apparently Sony does not imagine themselves losing money during the launch of the PS4. Now, if you wait a minute, did we already say yes, this? yes? But, oh no! But we are. I'm good at repeating things. Now, if you if you lived through 2005 and 2006, you might have heard that at Target they sold the PS3 for approximately 599 dollars. Well, guess what? Most people don't have 599 dollars and 99 cents and tax for a stupid gaming console that literally had no games, even though they look good. So at the launch of the PS4, hopefully it'll be cheaper, and hopefully they'll actually make money on it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So the Ouya has received $15 million of, of additional funding from a venture capital group, which somehow means that the launch has been delayed from the beginning of June to the end of June. Hey, we covered that story on our show yesterday. Yes, F- we 15 did. million what's now? Well, what's the units? Monies. Oh, I thought it was kittens. Right. Well, no. So yesterday, it wasn't bitcoins. You, it was right, <laughs> right. So <laughs> yesterday, Microsoft allegedly bought Barnes and Noble's Nook division for fifteen million, uh, f- one billion bitcoins. Really? Yeah, allegedly. Wow. Uh, I, that sounds really fake. Well, that's what it's I said. Incredibly fake. Yeah. Yeah. So the Uya uh, definitely doesn't cost five hundred ninety-nine dollars. No, 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 no. So what does it cost? Ninety-nine dollars? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but now see the difference is that it has literally nothing in it. It's called the Taker Three. That's like literally worse than this Nexus Seven. No, that's exactly the same as the Nexus Seven. I know, but a Nexus Seven is actually useful because yeah. it has a 
also wait, has wait, a wait. fan, which will cool the Tegra 3, so it can probably be a little bit overclocked. But I was going to say, this has a keyboard, but I'm mistaken. Aha. Hmm. Well, well, it's useless. It actually has more of a keyboard than the Ouya the, does, Right, right. So, so. How, how are you going to put your Wi-Fi password into the Ouya? you got to do it with the controller. Yeah. Now, can you... Does it have a USB port? Probably. It should. Yeah. And then you oh, probably... So. If it runs Android, it probably has enough driver support left over from some unicorn oh, yeah. to uh, host the keyboard that you attach to it. So, I mean, maybe not won't be so useless. I remember when they first announced the Yuya, and it was like, oh my gosh, they've got exciting things like the Tegra 3 and the ice cream sandwich, and oh my gosh, you it's going to be so you great. Know, it's and funny. It doesn't come out until June. Well, but so, like, when was that Kickstarter? Like, it was mid-year last year, it right? Was, it was, I think, a year ago now, like over a year ago. Yeah, and, I, and everybody was excited about it, and everybody thought the Tegra 3 would be fine, but it sucks. Yeah. It didn't age well. I watched some... Uh, some footage of 3d mark running on uh, you know their benchmark program on the ouya mm-hmm. oh, 14 frames per second <sighs> oh, yeah yeah wait that's bad 14 terrible oh oh so matthew petchel our um debian um <laughs> comrade in arms i'm starting to think of a defamement but i can't think of one anyway um this guy plays guild wars 2 you know the game that sam and i play occasionally sure sure he uh plays this in wine the it's the windows emulation tool it's not an emulator though don't tell anyone uh he plays it on debian when he's when he brings his computer here at his house and so he doesn't have real drivers as you might imagine and of course I'm it's free my freedom is amazing he's free of real drivers and of course because of that he um gets only 14 to 17 frames and at a given time. Um, what's the Linux Taliban man's name again? Um, Richard Stallman. Richard Stallman. Great line from Control Structure. Or maybe it was your show. I don't remember which it's one it was. Control Structure. Yeah. What, do you know what Richard Stallman says about DRM? He says DRM is bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is. Yeah. <laughs> so bad. I know. That was, that was Chris again, right? Uh, no, that, that was, I think that was Bailey saying that. Yeah. Now, were you trying to think of your own name? No. Okay, because I get you confused all the time. With Bailey? Yes. Oh, man. Andrew Buck. What <laughs> happens? So, Sins of a Solar Empire oh. came out, or Rebellion, specifically, the uh, DLC that came out last year. So, about a year ago, I think. Uh, it's getting a $5 DLC next month. It's called Forbidden Worlds, and it adds four new planet types, Steam achievements, or more Steam achievements, and new research subjects. So I played Sins of a Solar Empire for literally about an hour one day, downloaded the gigabyte, you know, demo, and it was so much work. Like, the ships are so small and space is so big, I didn't know what to click on. Uh, you know, you can, like, zoom in and out and didn't, all that it wasn't good enough. stuff, no? No. The zooming in that game is so satisfying. Like, the same way that the jumping is satisfying for you in Guild Wars, I could just sit there and zoom in and out I, on things for hours. I don't know. Maybe maybe I shouldn't have been playing the tutorial. Part. I mean the demo, because I didn't have a tutorial, and that was part of the problem. You know, here's some story about some... Uh, what, do, what do we call it? Steam? I was going to say malware. Well, roughly 2 million people have voted on the Steam Greenlight. What is what is that? Steam Greenlight is a system where developers can go and kind of put a pitch for an upcoming game that they're working oh, on. Okay. And then people can say, yeah, I would buy that, or no, this sucks. Oh, well, since it launched in August, there's been 2 million people voting on it. And Steam is considering now the Steamworks API 
and giving it to developers, presumably for free. Wouldn't that be nice? It would be very nice. Do they have to pay now, or does um, it even I think, exist? Well, like, they don't, like, get it until, I think, after they are on Greenlight, and mm. then they can start working on it. So the games that are on Greenlight aren't going to actually be available for Steam for quite a while after they become available on Greenlight. You know what I mean? Yeah, that that sounds suspicious, but that that's great. I hate malware. Or is it spyware? I'm not even sure anymore. <sighs> yeah, I'd be confused. Depend- well, uh, actually, wait. It can install crappy games on your computer. I would call that malware. Okay. There you go. Wow, it's evolved. Yeah, so there's this guy who's the world's like most notoriously douchey StarCraft player, and he's so messed up that he's been removed from evil geniuses after he insulted his fans. Like, he seriously called them a bunch of somethings. Oh, come on, I would have bleeped it out there. No, no, I'm not a bunch of quacks? A bunch of... Bunch because of... if I did say it, <laughs> you would remove it and then promptly Control-Z it. Ah, well. And then my mom would be the The one listener? The one listener. Even though it says we have zero? I... It's happened. When we did the live stream. That yeah, day, I know it did. We had no listeners, but we had listeners. <laughs> he called them a bunch of ducks. Right, right. A right, bunch yeah. of really big ducks. Ducks. <laughs> yes. So what is the name of the guy, though? I can't. I don't know. Like, Idra. Idra. It's literally I-D-R-A. It's not that hard it's to like pronounce. It's a capital A. Yeah, well, but, well that's well, for style. Well, see, I, 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 well, no. So the reason I asked is because there's a marker in front of it, and so I see D-R-A. Yeah. Draw. <laughs> or dra. So, System Shock 2 has been released on Steam. And in case you're unfamiliar with this, System Shock is the spiritual predecessor to the Bioshock games. So this is extremely exciting because the Bioshock games are awesome. And if you missed System Shock, you should definitely go play it. No, it doesn't sound exciting. Really? Nope. I'm excited. Mm. I'm always excited. Well, it's game. Knock on wood. <laughs> really? <gasps> oh. Yup. Well, at least they don't conduct. <laughs> Let's not test that theory out, please. Why? He has chainmail. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Put on like a, a chainmail chastity belt and like, um, and then you'll tase me in the crotch? Yes. Great. You won't feel a thing. I don't believe you. No, no, I'm serious. Oh my gosh, I just got to the bottom of our show notes and I realized how depressing that is. Why? It's not depressing at all. I don't, well, I haven't been playing anything so there's no reviews and, you know, there's not really a main topic because nothing exciting is happening. And, but. Well, we can do a little review for you. Oh really? What have you guys been Well, playing? so, Matthew and I, that's Besides your name. Guild Wars. Right? No, 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 it, it, it is Guild about, Wars, but. We've been talked about Guild Wars before. Oh, the I know. Story but the living storyline. So, oh. we've, I've inserted it into your show notes because I have that privilege. Um, so. I probably ignored. Yeah, well, Ian and Decker usually read it. Okay. Because I planned it that way. He doesn't even know what that is, so. Um, so the living storyline is kind of an evolving storyline. So the game came out in August last year with the the storyline that they had built up for it, and that's a continuous static storyline. So it just sits there, it never changes. That's a storyline anybody can play through. The living storyline is uh, something that's month to month. So like twice a month, there's a new piece of the story revealed, and the previous piece goes away. So it's okay. if, if you're playing, you can see it. If you're not playing, oh well, it's not a big deal. So This reminds me of the holiday specials from RuneScape. It's very similar to yeah. that. Um, so this part, so since I think February, is that sound about right? Late February? It does. Um, so there's two in March and then there was two in April and it concludes in May. Um. So you mean I, I missed it all? Yeah, you missed it all. Today is the last day 
Oh, wow. Actually. Well, I better go play, buy the game real quick. Yeah, you better go right now. See, what time is it? It's, all, it's not midnight it's t- right no, now. No, it's 10.50. Look on the wall. Wait, up. In the world. Yeah, don't. You no. thing. I found it. It's 10.49. You could have just looked on the wall. No. Why? No. It's you a digital it atomic Here. clock. Mm, let's see. 10.50. Yep. Okay, okay. Well, anyway. So My the living storyline this time was about two factions in the north uh, area of the world map. The Dredge. Is this the Game of Thrones? No. Sorry. Uh, the Dredge, which are Russian, and the Flame Legion, which are fiery cats. Not Norwegian. No. Darn. No. And so they they made an alliance, and they are combining their ironworking tools with their fire magic, and they became the Molten Alliance or something? Yeah, Molten Alliance. Yeah. And so we played through that. Awesome. So now, let's say... Let's let's say there was a storyline, right? What is your ideal storytelling system? Like you, you've told me Bioshock was a great storytelling. Oh, it was great tool. Yes. So how was Bioshock? What what style is well, that? Well, there was obviously both um, dialogue that mm-hmm. happened, and there was also just kind of the environmental, you know, things that you see, and you got, you know, you can just kind of construct like what's going on about in the world from that, mm-hmm. um, and then also they had. Um, kind of these recordings that are scattered throughout the world that you don't really have to pick up if you just want to play through the game. Mm-hmm. But if you want to play through the game and really get the story, you definitely need to pick up the recordings and see and and hear what's going on. So how much of the game uh, or that story that you picked up on, how much of that was delivered to you by audio? Almost all of it. Okay. So in the living storyline, how much of the story is delivered to you by audio? Uh, just the last week's end dungeon. Okay. So in other words... There's four parts of the storyline. There's, you know, the first one, the second one, the third one, and the fourth one. You had one. to read all of that? Except for very few parts, yes. It was wow. all text-based. And the reason is they didn't want to rehire or get new VAs. VAs meaning voice, voice actors. actors. There you go. Um, so, I'm sorry. I, I, no, heard, no, no, like, just, I heard VIs, and I was like, virtual intelligence. What's going on? Virtual uh, intelligence. Uh, That's what I thought uh, you were talking about. Okay. Continue. So what what are your thoughts, Matt? Um, I loved having a dungeon we could actually do with two people slash three people. Okay, so except for at uh, the very end, right? So we should first very poorly. We should explain what a dungeon is. So in Guild Wars, you can walk around the world map with other players and just say big week to anybody, and they'll walk away from you. Unless you dance, right? So if you dance, they'll probably dance with you. So it's you can sing and or dance, and so it works out. Um. But there are sometimes places called dungeons, and so they have their own instance. So an instance is the opposite of being in the open map and saying anything to anyone and anyone can see you. So an instance is only people who are in your party at that time can go in there with you. Mm -hmm. So in part two of the living story, there were two dungeons that you could go into, two instances. So there's there's two NPC storylines. So one is called Rocks. Which we affectionately name Roxy, because you know the dog Roxy. <laughs> uh, the other one is Brahmaham. I, I don't even remember his real one. I no, we just called him Brahmaham. His name is Brahmaham. His real name is Brahm, but Brahmaham sounds better, right? Um, sure. Yeah. So I probably just would have called him Bro. Oh, wow. But Brahmaham. No, I know you would have called if, if his name is Brahm, you would have called him Bro. Sure. <laughs> it's you, Bra. Right. Whatever. So. 
the thing is the usually dungeons and guild wars traditionally so the eight dungeons that were released with the game when it came out in august wow, last there were year only eight? yeah wow um they're they're long that's kind of a long thing they're like two and a half hours long okay so it, they're sizable and there's three different paths in each one so there's it it varies each time you run through it so the the dungeons that were typically there in the old days the the, the original eight they're really hard so two people can't do them you need a full party of five well, the two dungeons they added in the second storyline, the living storyline part here, they were soloable, so even one person could do it, or two people, or three people. So it was easy enough that normal people who didn't have friends could do it. So my problem with the original Guild Wars is I didn't know anyone to play with, and because I didn't know anyone, I couldn't play to get better. So You fixed that problem, right, though? No, I just stopped playing Guild Wars 1. No, I'm, but I mean, you know people now, so that's why Guild Wars 2 and... Nah, Guild Wars 2 is structured in a way where you can play on your own if you want to. Okay. So that's nice. Um, but it was nice to have a dungeon that you could actually play with one or two people. It went to sleep. I don't know. Okay, I was just making sure it didn't log you out. Oh, no, no, no. It does have I tried to touch it enough. <laughs> anyway. I just got a little boner. Good. Uh, through your laptop. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Oh, I have a very empathetic link. Stop touching my, my tower. <laughs> oh, okay. So, what what do you think about the final dungeon? The final dungeon was amazing because it had so many broken holes. Like, it, so it was basically you start at the top of a mountain and then you you enter the mountain and then you spiral downwards inside the dungeon. And there's all these spots where you can just fall off and die. And die. And then be teleported. Like it was it wasn't ready. Like you could tell if you go by if you fall off one thing, you get teleported at the top just to fall all the way down. Right. Again. So so it was, so the dungeon they were doing, like you can you, you imagine programming a game, you know, you're a programmer now. Sure. So imagine doing that. Wait, imagine I'm a programmer? A programmer programming a game. Oh, okay. That'll yeah. be next year. Oh, okay. So imagine that. And now imagine that you have to program all of the like when you jump off of a platform, what happens to you? Do you just literally fall? Or do you fall somewhere where somebody can revive you? Like, is the game nice or is the game mean? Do you right. fall into lava and nobody can revive you? Or do you fall into the lava but then get teleported back onto the ground? So, like, what happens? Well, there were some issues. So, as a guardian, I can jump around and protect people. But unfortunately, my jumping scale is sometimes not directed. And I jumped off a cliff and I fell and died. Unfortunate. Yeah. And so for this dungeon, you have to take Brahmaham and Roxy. Like, you have to guide them through the dungeon. <laughs> Isn't that great? So um, Ryan was the instance creator, so the NPCs would follow him. And because he decided to hop and skip and daddle and jump off a cliff, the NPCs teleported to his dead body. And then, because there were because there were enemies down there, un- unkilled enemies that were really strong, they got wiped out in literally in seconds. So, I'm at the top fighting my life, and then I run all the way to the top, and I'm trying to go down there, and it was just, it took us hours. It's amazing. And we right. had to leave in the end. So, in conclusion, well, how would you rate the storyline, this, this portion of the living storyline? Wait, was that, was that the earlier parts, or was that this month's part? The final dungeon. Yeah, so oh, the, this, this, so there's, like, it's multi-month, they, I don't so know. So you haven't finished it. it. So the next final part, there's two days for the final part, so it happens after the 12th, so it's the 12th okay. to the 14th. It's the epilogue, so there are four parts and then an epilogue. What were you looking for? Uh, the date okay. of today. Oh. Today's the 11th. It's Cameron's birthday. I know, okay. Want to give a shout out? Oh, hi, Kaylin. You don't listen to my show, but it's your birthday and you're my girlfriend. So happy birthday. Woo! 
No, okay. What? So <laughs> I thought you were gonna whoop, but anyway. Woohoo! <laughs> Happy now? At least somebody's happy. Oh, this is a thumb drive. I'm holding a thumb drive. Oh. Hmm. I should be careful with this then. Whatever. So, what would you rate this section of the living storyline? This is the first time we've ever had a living storyline. We've concluded, we've played all of it. We've concluded it, concluded all of it. You have all the titles for it. You've done all the achievements for it. What do you think? I would rate it a 10 out of 10. Do you know why? Because you finished it? Hang on, hang on, hang on. That's not how we rate things here. Oh, no, no. Zero. We rate things according to how much they are worth dollar amounts. No, that doesn't work for Guild Wars because you pay for it once. Well, do you think that um, buying Guild Wars and playing through that is worth the $60? I'll tell you what I think after he tells you what he thinks. I think I was so sad of not having anything to do that just having nothing and then having a living storyline, something to play and actually complete made me so happy that it could actually do something for a change. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'll tell you what I think. That's a good analysis. <laughs> so one of the problems with Guild Wars is that after you finish either your main storyline or you finish map completion, there's really nothing else in the game to do. Right. Um, he's lying. Um, inside the game, like it's a beautiful landscape, and they have lots of hidden things called jumping puzzles. Okay. <laughs> and so you have to jump from platform. It's a platform-based thing, so yeah. it's a lot of fun. But also very hard. And thus, he pretends they don't exist. Too but hard. But you love jumping. I like jumping on flat things. <laughs> but you get achievement points for right. completing jumping puzzles. And you Wait, get a little you... chest with stuff. I hope you don't think this floor is flat. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. I Did disarmed I just... that. Did I just complete a uh, a platformer puzzle? Yes. And you would be awarded, like, five arena oh, I was going to throw an owl at him. Uh, that's I don't know where it is. Anyway, so one of the problems with Guild Wars is that after you finish most of the things from the original release... There's not much to do. So they um, did some events. Last November, they did a, a, a world event. So there was a new island that suddenly appeared out of nowhere. It happens, man. Yeah. Games. Um, and so then everybody did it for a weekend. Oh, never noticed that one before. Right, exactly. Where did they come from? Yeah. Oh, the ocean. So uh, that was fun for a weekend. It was literally there for a weekend, maybe a couple of days after for people who weren't there. And then they and did. Then it went away? Yeah, then it went away. Huh. Um. Like the events, the events there were fun, and then they went away. The the island is still there, but there's nothing really to do on the island. Jiggle, um, except to fight enemies that are broken. Right. So those, yeah. So then, the, then they had the Halloween event, and that was fun for a week. Then they had the Winter's Day event, essentially Christmas, but they can't do that for legal reasons. Um, that was and, just two weeks, um, right? And that was two weeks long. And then they had literally nothing in January, and then in February they started up the Living Storyline. So, they they have a, a balancing issue. Should we cram an entire story segment, and whatever value that is, in a weekend or a week, or should we spread it out over two and a half months? So, there's different scales of storytelling that you can do in those two time periods. One of the things that you run into with the living storyline is that Let's say you're doing the storyline for that installment, that two-week period. Well, when you're done, there's literally nothing to do. Right. And it sucks. And th- th- that that same thing happened with the Halloween and the Christmas events and the um, island event. But because they were so short, you didn't feel so ripped off because you only had two and a half days to get them done. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say it's probably a 7 out of 10 right now. And if I were to pay for it, like if they somehow in the future, re-release this content like as... made it into an expansion or something? Or a DLC, like, as one 
well, you yeah. play. Right. Um, so they did that in Guild Wars 1. They packaged old missions and extra min- missions that you could buy. Um, I'd say $10 would probably be okay for all the living storyline content, um, like the two dungeons and the final dungeon. That would be okay. Would you pay $10 for the limited edition Frost and Flame Ultimate Use Pickaxe? No. So there are gems in this game where you put your credit card in and you get points. Like there's the gold. What is this? Bejeweled? Yeah. Awesome! No, literally, they look like bejeweled gems. Oh my god. Yeah. (laughs) The blue ones. I was joking. No, don't joke about things that are true. (laughs) Yeah. And so to get people to pay more money. I was going to say something terrible about your mother, but then I realized that she's right upstairs and I probably shouldn't. Irrelevant. Okay. Sure. Cool. Yeah, but they added a bunch of limited edition items that you could buy and had ultimate uses and just broke the dynamics of the game. And also caused a volcano as you're mining. Right, right, right. So wait, this was Guild Wars 1? No, 2. No, this is Guild Wars 2. Really? Like, during the living storyline, when it first started, they launched this pickaxe that you could buy for $10. So you, if you pay real money, you can get an unlimited use pickaxe. Wow. Because pickaxes only get 30 uses. Right. Huh. And then you have to spend four. And it has a cool animation. So normally when you're pickaxing something, you just swing your pickaxe at the rocks. True. Well, and with this new limited edition one, when you start swinging, a volcano erupts from under the rocks. Nice. And it's cool, but it's always ridiculous. And everybody notices you have it. Hey, want to know something? Sam bought it. Even though he doesn't play the game. And he's not really alive. So uh, hang on, does that mean that you guys bought it for him with his account? No, or no, no, he no, actually no. Went and bought it. He he signed in just to buy it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's amazing. I know. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember when they uh, changed the um, the mining animations in RuneScape, and I just flipped out. It used to be a constant thing, and then it was like, it was like tap tap tap, and then do do. Oh man, tap, tap, tap. Yep. So I will come back on the show after the next living storyline. I think that's my official capacity here now. So. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I just realized that it is summer now, which means that I need to start playing RuneScape again. <sighs> because that was one of my missions for the summer. Cool. Yep. The new RuneScape, or is it the old the RuneScape? Ru- RuneScape 3, which is being... Oh, I, I suppose I'll just wait until that gets released, and I'll start playing that, because then it's awesome and in HTML5 and everything. RuneScape 5S? 3S? No, it's just called 3. Okay. I'm a troll. Anything else? Ah, that was an Apple joke. Yeah! Apple Syria? Siri! Uh, uh, so good. You can't be Hi, Brian Mitchell. Anyway, uh. Bro- oh, huh? him. I thought you were talking to the Chris and the Andrew. No, Tom Chris, no. Right. Um, let's see. Let's look on our calendar, see what kinds of, uh. What kinds of games are, uh, being released soon. You know, because of you, my so- MacBook Air. Literally, every few days, pops up some random game announcement. And the MacBook Air has the calendar integrated with the OS, and I can't get rid of them. That's nothing. Every few days, something happens. <laughs> I had every few seconds, some tech news happens on my iPad. Like, hey, guess what? I'm going to ding for you because something happened somewhere in the world. It was very hey, obnoxious. And you annoying. know, I've got unlimited texting. I can mitch you with those texts. You know, start mitching Ian. Wait, make him buy his phone first. Why? How come nothing is showing up on this? On oh, this? I might have that turned off. I don't no, know. No, wait. Th- no, there's that one. There's that one. I don't know. Oh, okay. Interesting. I don't know how oh. the calendar works. Oh, my gosh. You don't have it set to start on Mondays. That's why I'm looking in the wrong column. Uh, because I fixed it. I'm trying to find The, the week Tuesdays. starts on Monday. No, yeah, it does. Yes, but in correct. the real world, it starts on Sunday. No. Because your show starts the week. No, it doesn't. It ends the week. Nope. It's the end of my week. 
So Metro nope. Last Light is coming out on uh, this Tuesday, right before Google I.O., and I'm not going to have time to play through Metro 2033 and then buy Metro Last Light. So, yeah. You, oh, well. you, do you have to buy Metro 2033? Well, I already have it. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. That's why I was asking. Yeah, yeah. But I have it also. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, I've got a free nice. code awesome. that I've lost and then put in to oh, the Steam. Did, wait, no. When did you get the code for that? Well, before whatever company they were owned by went out of business, they gave away a bunch of codes on Facebook, and I said yes. Oh, cool. Awesome. Was that one of those THQ things, or who was that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Metro was THQ. Mm-hmm. I don't know who bought the publishing rights mm-hmm. for tw- or Metro Last Light, but, you know, it's still coming out. Mm-hmm. All good. Oh, my gosh, it's Mother's Day tomorrow. Yes. Oh. What What games do mothers play these days? They play Portal. <laughs> on Linux. My, my my you know uh, my mom plays this Facebook game. You have to you have a little like turret, and you have to aim at like ice cream. Yeah. Like, are there two turrets one. or is it just one turret? One turret. Maybe three turrets. Yes. Three. Um, uh, you don't shoot trees. You shoot little bubbles, and you have to make the other bubbles that are colored in a specific way explode. I'm sure you've seen a game like that. Is this the one with the frog? Yeah, I don't know. That's shooting out the barbels. It no. could be. I don't know. It, it's some generic game. Wait. Oh, this is the one with the monkeys shooting the balloons, isn't it? Uh, the orbs. I don't know. Nope. Okay, never mind. It's the same idea, though. It's the same idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, uh... Sophisticated any... stuff. Yeah, yeah. Did Facebook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, any any other big things coming out? Um... Uh, no, not really. Are you going to be making an appearance on any other shows this week? Well, uh, you know, there's going to be a... I hear this the little thing called Google I.O. Mm. And since I am completely obsessed with everything Google, I'm oh. going to be watching all of the live streams and I'm going to be at Ryan's house 24-7 and we're going to be talking about it and we'll probably make a show out of it. I'll probably order. What? I'll probably order. Order pizza? Uh, well, or I'll what? do that too, obviously. Ordering what? Nexus 7 plus 1. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. Why would you order that, though, when you hated the Nexus 7? Because it won't suck this time. Oh, will it? That's no, it they won't. promised about the Nexus 10. The Nexus 10 doesn't suck, does it? Are you sure? No, I mean, it doesn't. never had it. I mean, I know it you does. You guys complaining about the IP. I mean, I can tell you for sure, but this is the wrong show for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you want me to tell you. I know. It's, yeah. it's all good. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, they are gaming devices, technically. I mean, okay. I, you, I review games that so, I play so on So here's one. the problem. With the Nexus 10, it has such a huge screen that has such a high density. It's higher than the iPad's density. And because of that, the problem is that the processor in it, while it's great, and for normal use, it's f- extraordinarily fast, but unfortunately for gaming uses, um, it's it, it lags quite often. Which is why you should just wait for um, the um, V company, the one that makes those laptops that you want to buy. Um, the TV company... Vizio! Vizio, yeah, Vizio there you go. is coming out with a tablet that is essentially the Nexus 10, um, but with a yes, better process. Yes, they are. Soon sometime. Right. So we'll see when they, um, when, when Google here next week, in yep. a couple of days, releases their new iterations of the 7 and 10. We'll see how that compares to what we saw at CES earlier this year. Yep. And we'll also, oh no, I promised myself I wouldn't do that. Hey, are you going to be doing a, any live coverage on that, uh, Xbox event in yes. a week and a half? Yes, we will, but we'll, you know, obviously I'll announce, uh, talk about that at next week's show. Well, I know, but Tell I mean, them. Ian Decker won't know anything about it. That's why I brought it up. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, he'll be, he'll, he won't, no, he won't be at camp yet. Oh, well, wow, but perfect. I know, but he won't know what a Xbox is or what an event is for right. an Xbox. Mm-hmm. Just saying. We don't give him enough credit, I think. No, but uh, for gaming, uh, I mean, for podcasting, he doesn't get much. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
This has been 8-Bit Everybody. You're Thanks. not going to say like who Thanks we are listening. where we can this find you? This is Ian Buck. Oh, and Ryan Rampersad signing off. Oh, my gosh. You don't know how this show thing works. And this is Matthew signing Hey, thanks for listening. Have, Have a good, good one. Week.